Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. Today, I'd like to talk about rejection. Now this is um, a topic that's been suggested to me on social media and again thank you so much for all your suggestions because they're so interesting. I hope you've had a good week um, and I want to get into this because rejection is something that happens to all of us but the effects of rejection vary and depending on various factors like our personality and how we deal with things, rejection can have either a minor effect or really quite a major effect on our lives. Why is it important? It's important because at the deep, darker end of how rejection can make people feel, not only do scientific studies show that the effects of rejection can actually activate parts of the brain that are also activated when you feel physical pain but it can also lead to anxiety depression and low self-esteem now i want to just start with a story about someone who i'm not going to name but i remember when um, i was at school at the age of 10 there was a particular boy in our class who was really the butt of all the jokes uh, in, in quite a mean way. And although the rest of the class found it hilarious because he was a, a sort of character of calamity, he was very much excluded. And not only was he kind of, I guess, bottom of the class academically, and so had this label of not being clever, I guess, he also struggled when it came to sport or music or art or socializing you know didn't really have any friends and I I just remember feeling really sorry for him and what was interesting is I you know after after secondary school and actually he didn't stay on beyond uh, 16 so he, he left school at 16 and you know I sort of didn't see him again until a few years ago when we had a big sort of leavers reunion and he turned up and several of us um you know went to the pub and were talking about all sorts of things and he suddenly started opening up about the fact that he 
was really badly bullied when he was at school. And it was, you know, the, the rest of us around the table had this sense of shame because although the people there weren't an active part of it, we were certainly sort of passive bystanders, although we were very young. And just listening to him tell his story and how it kind of ruined his childhood was hard to bear. And a lot of us felt bad, you know, some shame really that that had been allowed to happen. And and, and also the, the realisation that we didn't realise the effect it was having on him at the time. And what was interesting was that he felt rejected and it's never one thing I mean there are so many types of rejection not being picked for a football team or being ditched by your friends when suddenly the chips are down and you're not well or something or not getting a particular job that you've been applying for for years or believe it or not not getting enough likes on a social media post dealing with a breakup from a relationship now, clearly, some of these are more serious than others. And certainly the story I told at the beginning is really not, not pleasant. And I guess what I'd like to look at is how we deal with it, because rejection is a normal part of life. And if we are on the flip side of someone who's doing the rejecting, like turning down a candidate for a job or declining someone who's, I don't know, put in a book proposal or something. I've definitely been on the receiving end of that. How do you do it with compassion so that you don't make the other person feel terrible? Now, it's really difficult because when you when you read articles about uh, persistence and not taking no for an answer, you know, for example, if you're someone who is pitching, you know, whatever industry you're in, you'll often find these articles by experts going, well, never give up, you know, just, you know, I had to send in 300 book manuscripts before I got a book deal or whatever it is. I think that's a great mantra, this whole idea of never giving up. And I think that's great if you have a dream. But in terms of relationships or, you know, not getting enough likes on an Instagram post or whatever, the premise is really not to feel emotional pain and kind of accept and move on and probably most importantly try something different if nothing else rejection is a learning tool and I'm not saying this works when you're very young because as children we're immature so it's a big, big ask for a 10-year-old, for example, to, to learn from rejection because at that stage it, it, it's painful for different reasons because we're led by our monkey brain, if you like. But it's also good to get used to the fact that things don't always go your way. Now, I want to talk a bit more about social rejection in the true sense, so in an interpersonal sense. Out of all the things that I've mentioned, that one, I think, is interesting and has sort of evolutionary roots because a lot of social scientists and psychologists will tell you that human beings have this intrinsic need to belong and at the extreme end of what can happen when you hear about these appalling stories of shooters in particularly in the states i have to say often but not always 
they are people who suffered some kind of social rejection. So societally, it's in our interest to try and make life better for all of us. So the first part of that, I think, is in the rejecting, if you like, compassionately. And that means having really good skills in understanding what it feels like to get a rejection. And and this actually isn't about social rejection because that's something that happens for more complex reasons. I'm talking about an active process, you know, when, when you're picking uh, an elite football team, for example, or I've got a friend who, who used to be a model and, you know, selection for modelling agencies, absolutely brutal. And, you know, letting someone down uh, in terms of disappointing them that they haven't been selected is never easy. And we see it, don't we, on game shows and talent shows, whether it's to do with cooking or making cakes or whatever, when someone exits a process, how emotional they become. And a really simple way is to just feedback on what someone did well first and then where they can improve and give them some tips. What about handling rejection? What, how do we feel when things don't go our way? Or, you know, whether it's socially or whether it's being picked for something. The main thing is not to let it spiral into those things I talked about earlier. Anxiety, low self-esteem, feelings of failure. And it's not easy because our initial emotion of disappointment, sadness, hurt, pain needs some processing. But one thing that can distract you from that feeling of having to come to terms with it is actually, certainly for the social ones, is to connect with another group. So if you feel, I don't know, that you didn't get invited to an event that you were expecting to go to, go and hang out with another group of friends for a bit, because that way you're doing something active, proactive. I think the other type of rejection where you're not selected for something is very much a learning opportunity, if you like, because, you know, if you've given it your best, then you've just got to try something different. Now, some people listening to this will think, hang on, you know what, I've been rejected all my life because of my sex or the colour of my skin or my sexuality or, you know, a personal characteristic. And that leads to pain. And all of this stuff I'm I'm talking about is all well and good. But um, if you've got something like that going on in the background, you firstly, I think, you know, it's happened to me before where for a period in my life, I was, I was really, I really had heightened awareness about potentially being treated differently because of the way I looked. Lots of reasons for that and um, I'm not going to go into them but it's partly to do with how face-to-face non-objectively marked exams at, at medical school meant that examiners just gave you whatever mark they wanted and the problem is that if you're hyper aware of being treated differently then you might start to act a bit differently and that makes the other person treat you differently anyway irrespective of a personal characteristic or what might colloquially be known as having a chip on your shoulder and you know for every single person who feels that they've been treated unfairly there's a flip side to that where there's a person who's really made it and you think how is it that that person overcame all these barriers 
I'm digressing a little bit there, but there's still it's still very much on point when it comes to this concept of rejection. And what's helpful, I think, is is not necessarily always pinning it down to oh well I failed that exam because the examiners were racist. Well, maybe, but could it be that I didn't actually do enough work and didn't perform well enough anyway? And this is why I say it's really important to make sure you've got a good support network and your own connections. Not be critical to yourself, but also not jump to conclusions. It's so easy to do this when you're feeling hurt or you're feeling pain. I'm no exception. I've done it before. And, you know, when things are unjust, they're unjust and that's not fair and action needs to be taken. But if you're not sure, uh, then I always think it's probably best to give people the benefit of the doubt and think, you know what, they're probably having a bad day or it's their problem. Now, I don't often um, post links to whole other talks. Sometimes I do. And this time I'm going to because there is a wonderful uh, TED talk on rejection. And one of the things that you'll notice when you see this in the show notes and if you click on the link is that rejection early in life can lead to behaviours later in life, even if things are going well. And I'd really love you to look at this TED talk by Jia Jiang um, about 100 days of rejection. It's absolutely wonderful. And I do hope you enjoy that. But I'm going to leave you with a quote. Um, and it's quite hard to find one that sums up rejection. Um, but I think this one does. It's by Aristotle. And it's one that you'll probably have heard before. And it's this. There's only one way to avoid criticism. Do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. And I think if you remember that at your lowest point, if you've been rejected or being criticised, um, then that's probably a good thing just to send to you again. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed that. That was rejection. And I hope it's made you think a little bit about how people handle it, how you might handle it. Do let me know what you think. And also keep the suggestions coming in. I'm really grateful for that one. It's a really, really interesting topic and it affects so many people. I mean, it affects everyone. If you, In fact, if you haven't got rejection in your life, then that's not normal. Thank you for listening. And until next time, do take care. Stay well. Bye for now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.